From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. To the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion email edition for August 26th, 2010 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, and Max the Intern back in the Peanut Gallery. We are going to be reading your emails, playing your voicemails, and some of the... Uh, Videos that you have sent in to ask us questions this week. If you would like to send us an email, the address is podcast at www.info.com. For voicemails, toll-free, the United States, Canada, Mexico, 1-877-310-9662. Local phone number 407-574-5093. Although most people are now sending their voicemails in via email. They're recording it on their phones or their computers and sending it in. And that is definitely what we prefer. Uh, The audio quality there is much better. Uh, Also, starting a few weeks ago, we are letting people send in their their videos as questions. And we're posting those on the site. You'll find links to that, uh, those videos, along with everything we discuss in the show on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And our first voicemail comes to us this week from Steve in Sydney, Australia, who just has some information for his fellow Australians and New Zealanders who may be listening. So here is Steve. Hi, uh, podcast crew. This is uh, Steve from Sydney. I just wanted to let you uh, uh, know something that I found out today. I was looking on Google Australia, and now it's advertised that uh, you can get the planning DVDs for Disney Resorts in Australia now, where you could only get them if you're uh, an American resident or Canadian resident, uh, it is now available for um, Australian and New Zealand residents to be able to uh, order these online and get them delivered to your home in Australia New Zealand. So I just uh, thought I'd let you uh, have this short message and pass it on to all your listeners. Anyway, hear from you soon. Bye. Well, thank you for, for calling from the factory floor, uh, Steve. Um, that's good news. I know a lot of Australians have lamented the fact that Disney would not send any of the planning DVDs down under. And I, well, in the UK still have that problem. So, well, maybe maybe there's hope now. It has something to do with it. Don't write to me if you know the real answer and I'm wrong. It has something <laughs> to do, because you love to do it. It has something to do with the solicitation laws right. in other countries that you can't um, openly solicit so people run into that all the time. Well, I am asking for this. I want this, but it still falls under those weird... Yeah. Even with T-shirts and things, because we have an Argentinian listener um, who contacted me and told me that I could not send him his shirt due to some sort of legal things. And he's having me send it to a relative in New York. And then... Oh, you just outed him? Well, I'm just saying. Argentinian government's <laughs> at his door. <laughs> I didn't use his name. <laughs> Just something interesting uh, about Australians I did not realize. Uh, do you know that voting in Australia is compulsory? All adults are required to vote. It's the law. You have to vote. Wow. Or you get fined. You should have to vote here, too. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah. I, yeah, I wow. think they're onto something. Really? I think they're onto something. So I just thought that was interesting. That is very interesting. So thank you very much, Steve, for calling in. Who has an email they would like I to do. read? 
Teresa. This is from John Coyne in Midland, Michigan. Hello, podcast team. First of all, let me commend you on your outstanding podcast. You all do an outstanding job. Now to business. I don't have a question, but more of a rant. I've been listening to the Unplugged Archives and have noticed a trend from people writing in on how they can make their vacation more memorable or unique. This always amazes me that we as humans are truly spoiled and always want more. I suppose I would feel differently if I lived in Orlando and would have the option to visit the parks whenever I wanted and things would be more redundant and would want something more. My wife and I only manage to get down once every couple of years, and I'm telling you right now I would give up my left kidney to be able to go any time I would like. So well, I you should get about twenty grand for that, so that yeah, really. that'd help. I was just going to say, I could take a kidney. So I guess what I'm getting to, at is for all those who want more for their Disney vacation, just stop and think of how truly lucky and fortunate you are to be in a beautiful and amazing park, as we know, as Walt Disney World. P.S. I am tick, tick, Tigger on the boards. I haven't posted anything yet. I find it a bit intimidating at the moment, but we'll muster up the courage soon. Thanks again for all your individual hard work, John. Before we discuss this, does anyone notice the difference between this Teresa and the one who was shoving corn down Kelvin's throat? The difference in the voice. I was shoving corn down his throat. Hi. <laughs> Every woman has that. Yeah. You got your regular voice and you got your reading voice. I don't read like a robot. I try to make it interesting. <laughs> sorry, I, did, I didn't know you had a reading voice. <laughs> I'm just reading it. I, I think his point is well taken. That, I do. Uh, and after being just being in the parks and it's it's just a special thing just to be there i mean you try to look for the special moments and they they appear naturally while you're there i think you know for me um moving to orlando uh in the beginning the first few years it was still really special to go there and very special to do all that stuff and then it become it became very routine it became very matter of fact and it kind of lost some of that that edge, and I've noticed in the last couple of years, it started to come back, where I am starting to enjoy being in the parks more. I'm starting to enjoy being at the resorts more. Um, I think there are a number of factors that probably go into that for me personally, but uh, I can I can understand. Like I said, I think the point is well taken that just being there is special. With that said, I'm in the midst of trying to plan an 80th birthday soiree series of events for my mother. Uh, in December and uh, just because she occasionally listens to the show I'm not going into any details but um, trying to because you know she's done a lot she's done a lot at Disney World so I mean for me to make this special you know I'm having a really I'm having to pull out you should write into the podcast all the stuff yeah really (laughs) (laughs) I'm really having to pull out all the stops I'm really, and this is getting pricey. But you know what? She'd be happy just to be with mm-hmm. you in the park. You know how much the two of you have. Fun? No, she it's wants. She wants for her 80th. She wants some cool stuff to. Oh, does she? she? Want, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, no. Of course, she would. She's happy to be with her family. She loves that part. But I, I think for her 80th birthday, especially because my dad died right before his 79th, that for her 80th, she, I, I, th- I, I think she wants. To feel special, I think she really wants that. She wants that experience. So, and I'm, and not that she's actually like emoted that to me or said that to me, but it's what I pick up. Yeah. It's what I'm picking up, and because my mom's not usually like that. Usually, she's like, "Don't, don't go crazy. Don't." I have not heard that about the 80th birthday. I have not heard the whole "Don't go crazy" thing. Mm-hmm. So, as far as I'm concerned, in the absence of the instruction, I'm. <laughs> That's a big, I mean, wow. It's a big birthday. That's a big age. milestone, I think. Especially in my family. We don't normally live to 80. So, um, 
And what um, the listeners also said about if you live in Orlando, it becomes redundant. I find that there's a great number of people that live here, locals, that have actually never been to Disney They just don't go. Yeah. For one reason, whether it's financial or not. But I know both the girls in school, they've got a lot of friends that have never been. All right. Well, thank you for that, Teresa. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I do. This is from Kimberly in Connecticut. Hi, podcast team. Love your shows. Love T's pop, pop, pop trip reports. Can't wait to hear her full review on the show. What if Disney was never built? Orlando would most likely still be a sleepy, smaller town. How would this affect each of your personal lives? Most of you moved to Florida because of um, Disney World. The sight and dreams most would most likely not exist. Would each of you most likely still be living in your hometowns, working your old jobs? Unless fate brought you together, there was a good chance you never would have met your current partner. Do you think you would have felt a pull towards California? Well, I wouldn't have a pull towards California, but I would have been living up along the coast in Massachusetts or Ocean City, Maryland. It wouldn't have been Florida. Yeah, I would not be in Florida either. Yeah. I would not be. Corey and I still would have met because we didn't meet here. Well, if you hadn't moved to Florida, that means you never would have met Walter, who moved here for no reason about Disney, right? Yeah, Walter moved here. Yeah, had nothing to do with Disney. Which means I never would have met you. Right. Uh, well, I mean, John and I met before Disney, so that probably still would have happened. But and we would have had a site or something about something. Yeah, we would have been doing something. I mean, we were doing trashy little porn site. Yeah, yeah. probably that's exactly what we would have been doing. Millionaires <laughs> at this point, probably. exactly. <laughs> no, because we were doing uh, contract work, and we were always working on something. Always, it was, always it was some side business. Always so. something cooking. See, Corey and I were college kids before we moved here, so it's. I can't say what I would be doing. I don't know. I certainly wouldn't have, wouldn't have met Walter. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be down here. Well, I moved down uh, to Lake Mary, so I wasn't even in Orlando when I first moved down here. And like you said, it had nothing to do with Orla- uh, with um, Disney. Well, I probably would never come to visit you, Walter, because Disney wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's true. I'd be doing something creative or <laughs> artistic. Kidding. It's about all I know. I, I wouldn't be here. Well, this I, is sad. Yeah, really. This is thanks. <laughs> thanks for the depressing question. Or do you believe that it's that there's fate? Oh, I believe in and fate. Fate would have brought people together anyway, in some way, shape, or form. Who knows? Who knows? I I, I don't know. Yeah, you and Walter could have met online. E-harmony. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Do your profiles match up? <laughs> and one of the things she says is uh, Orlando would most likely still be a, a, a sleepy smaller town. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. No, neither do I. I mean, Orlando this is, is situated. Right. Orlando is situated in a, such a place that's strategic. So even when it, Disney wasn't no. building it up, it was Kevin still, saying no. No, you don't think so? Not at all. Really? Not at all. I think Orlando would. Orlando still is a sleepy small town. I mean, it's other than Disney. If yeah, Disney was here, downtown, yeah, Orlando, I don't look at the banks. I don't that are, small those, town. those are here because of the because people. of Disney. Orlando grew because of Disney. Look at the pictures of Disney before or Orlando before it was before Disney was here. I, that's what started this whole thing. That's what I. That's my opinion. Okay. I don't think it would have been. It's an interesting question. You don't meet a lot of locals here. I mean, why people is people that grew up in Orlando that's a big like, town? That's like the big joke when you meet anybody down here. It's like, where are you really from? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't find too many yeah. Floridians. Yeah, native Floridians. I mean, the big cities Except in Florida are on the coast, yep. and they Your have children. a port. <laughs> and I guess I think that's part of what it is. Like, there are there are too many small towns in Orlando or Florida. I think Orlando would have remained a small town. 
I think that Orlando, even before you go back to the history before then, um, it was because of the intersection of the state, even with the railroad, there was a development here before Disney. It wasn't, of course, of what you see now, but... Well, she didn't say there was no Universal, no SeaWorld. Those things still could have been here. Possibly. I don't think I would have put up a website for them. No, but I'm just saying, you know, know, I don't think, but... Help build it up. So, I don't know. I want to know, okay, you've always liked Disney, right, Pete? I mean, when when did as that a, start? In my adult years. That, that I mean, look, as a kid, you know, you watch it on television, whatever. Just, yeah, we all do. Um, but, you know, I grew up in the 70s, and, you know, that's when Disney was in decline. Um, Disney wasn't the, the, the pop culture force uh, in the 70s that it was in the 50s and the 60s, uh, uh, you know, after Walt died. And then uh, it kind of came back to the forefront in the 80s, and that's really when, as a, you know, I made my connection with it. In the or actually it was 1990 I think it was. Wow. I came here in 1971 to Disney World. That was the first time I was here. But before that, I can remember um, going to see Disney movies. I remember my grandmother took me to see Mary Poppins. But I remember it being that you had to go on a certain day and you had a certain seat. It was like buying a theater ticket more than buying a yeah a movie ticket these days. But I remember watching Disney Sunday night. Well, or the mm-hmm. Wonderful World of Color was yeah. that was a it was big a deal. Highlight of the weekend, right? Yeah. See, I I became a fan of the theme parks. I became a fan of the resort. Um, not so much the films, not so much the animation. Not that I don't like it or appreciate it. I do, but that came later for me. That came after I you know walked into Epcot for the first time and was like you know bowled over by it and like this is where I want to be. Yeah. See, it's opposite for me. I grew up with the Disney films mm-hmm. and all that, and then. But if we go back to that time, think about it. I can remember that if it, if you got to see one of the Disney movies that wasn't uh, where you didn't pay to go to the movies to see it, you didn't get to see that over and over mm-hmm. again. There was no VCRs or no. DVD players. Do you remember when um, they used to show uh, the Wizard of Oz around mm-hmm. Easter once a year, and it was like this huge event? Yep. No, it's all. Even the time. when I was a kid, that was still a big yeah. deal. Right? Yeah. I mean, so to see a Disney movie, you either paid to see it at the movie theater, or, or Walt showed it on Sunday night. So. It's also accessible now. I mean, our kids, my kids, will never know that little joy of we're going. You know, because they go to the movies all the time. Yeah. Well, not all the time, but you know. Yeah. And they can watch it. If you go back that far, do you remember when Saturday or the weekends were the big nights on television? I mean, on Saturday night, there was Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Newhart and Carol Burnett. And on Sunday night, it was Walt Disney. It was like, that well, was a big deal. Saturday to morning was, was the only cartoons. And then you got the weird little claymation stuff on Sunday morning. Right. But nothing right. the rest We of got the completely sidetracked from the question that was asked. So, But um, I, think, I think it actually does lend itself to that. You were talking about when you became um, amazed by Disney or when you became attra- uh, interested in Disney. For those of us that were interested in before the parks opened... There was that was the only outlet for right. it, really. Okay. Well, thank you for the question, Kathy. Our next voicemail comes to us from Steve in the UK, who has a question about using his iPad in the world. Now that Teresa, as we were recording, Teresa's iPad was delivered to the house, so she's now an iPad owner as well. So uh, here is Steve. Hello to all the tech whizzes at the Diz Unplugged. I'm coming over to Florida in October, looking forward to it, counting down the days, and I wish to bring my brand new iPad 3G with me. 
Unfortunately, using data connection with a UK SIM card is very, very expensive, and I would have to remortgage my house. However, looking online, I see that AT&T do a reasonable deal for a 14 or 15 day contract. Now, I've tried to purchase an AT&T micro SIM card, but I found it impossible. They won't on their website allow me to enter a UK address, and it won't let me go any further. I've tried to contact them via their website, but it just keeps leading me around the houses. Now, do you know anywhere I can get a micro SIM card from AT&T and have it sent over to the UK? Any help you can offer would be great. Also, what's the reception like with AT&T? I'm going to be staying at the Pop Century, and I just wonder what the data connection would be like there. I know they have quite thick walls, but I just had, wondered if you had any experience with AT&T at the Pop Century. Anyway, any help you can offer would be absolutely brilliant. You've been a godsend for the last year preparing me for my holiday and I can't wait to try out all your hints, tips and advice. Anyway, thanks again. Look forward to your next podcast. This is Steve signing off from Suffolk in the UK. I love listening to the Brits talk. Me too. And he was very well spoken. He really has great voice. Um, Now, now Steve, I actually did try and research this for you and... uh, I think what was the expression he used? Got run around the houses or something? Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's, that's basically what, what I got as well. So the reason I'm playing this on the show is in hopes that there is one of our listeners out there who can answer this question. Uh, it's not something I've come across before. Uh, I only know about using the iPad here in the, in the U.S. Uh, and uh, AT&T, bless them, um, they're not the easiest company to work with sometimes. Uh, but I, I, I am hoping that one of our listeners may have either worked for AT&T and would know the answer to this or has some experience with this. And if they could write to us at the uh, podcast, podcast at www.info.com um, with uh, any advice or information for Steve, I'll make sure that he gets it. Uh, as far as reception in the world goes, I've never had a problem with my iPad. Boy, don't stay at the pop then. Really? Both rooms we had, um, I never got more than two bars. And I have a, I have the um, AT&T AirCard for my laptop. Mm-hmm. Only in one... Well, it really does vary device by device, literally. Ta- okay, well, this is my experience. Both rooms, I never got more than two bars on my laptop. And... It was depending on what section of the room I was in. If I sat on the very edge of the bed and leaned back against the wall, I could get better reception than at the desk where you're supposed to be, you know? And the same with my iPhone. I was always getting drop calls. And Kelvin's phone, which were all AT&T, we could, the phone rang. We'd run outside to take it because the minute we picked it up in the room, it was going to go dead. Hmm. I basically need to do that in my house. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <sighs> but... um I, I don't know. You know, I mean, you've got different construction. You've got different stuff at, at Walt Disney World. I've always had good reception. In terms there. of my iPad, I've not had a problem. Now, in term, now, when I was at the Beach Club last week, using my AT&T Air card, I was having trouble in the Beach Club with my, with my connection. I did not have that problem on my iPad, though. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, is, it, do, it does vary dramatically okay. by device. So... From my experience, and I've brought my iPad to the world many times, I've not had a problem using it. Um, never had an issue where I said, God, the connection here is so bad. Same with my, with my iPhone. Um, I've always 
really, you know, I've never really had an issue with it at Walt Disney World. Anybody else have a? No, I've, I use it all the time. Yeah. Have you ever tried to connect to their Wi-Fi at Disney? Your, yeah, with the iPad. No. I just wondering if it's in. No, I did at uh, out in California, and that worked fine. But it's free out there. I'm not going to. I I I refuse yeah. to pay. Disney World for an internet connection. It's I almost ridiculous. did one night. I could not get it to work. I'm sorry. At this point in time, it should be free. It should yeah, be free. It should. it should be free. Yeah. Especially for the rates they're charging right, for those exactly. rooms. So, and all rooms should have flat screen TVs. Yes, that drives I me agree. crazy. I agree. No, it, they absolutely should. They absolutely should. It's no it longer bother me as much as I think Wi-Fi should be free. What? I was surprised. My mom was in the hospital last week. She's fine, by the way. But the Wi-Fi was free in the hospital. Right. I mean, you can go, you go to places in our town, and the Wi-Fi is free. You know, I just in front of your house, they hook up to your Wi-Fi. Is that what you've been doing? That's what I do. That's what you, yeah, she drives down there. <laughs> Kathy, is going to say something. What What is the difference with a flat screen TV? It just doesn't. It just doesn't look like it was made in 1970, and it doesn't take up the whole uh, counter either. Yeah, in, in the hotel room, it, you know, you uh, have you all that space to put stuff. And yes. It's a better picture than, it, than, than anything with a tube in it. You won't notice it until you have both. We have a flat screen TV, but in the bedroom, I have a, a regular old tube television. And once you go from one to the other, you'll be amazed how the picture bends. And it's fuzzy mm-hmm. on that old TV. On no, it's tu- me. A tube TV. Yeah. I thought they got rid of tubes. You like, know what I mean. Okay. So it's just because I mean, like I watch. She's a, making me work for this. What do you call them then? If it's not a tube TV, transistors. I call it a box. Uh, I call it a box. Make it that either. A non a, a non LCD, right. non LED television. It's a big I mean, black I hear box. Say that a lot when they're looking at resorts, and since I just have a regular TV, that what kind is it, Kathy? Is it a tube TV? Yeah, it's a, it's a Zenith TV. console. <laughs> that That's has what the, I have in my bedroom. Has the stereo and the, uh, the the turntable built into the top. Well, what really, staying at Pop, what really got me was, okay, we had the regular 60s TV in our room, the big giant box, weight a ton, took up the whole right. section of that dresser. And the people in the non-preferred rooms had the flat screen. That's and that just kind of ticked me off. I'm thinking, why would they, and I realize they're doing it building by building, but come on. Just give them all flat screens. We stayed at the Celebration Hotel for July 4th, and if Julie, if she got a dollar for every time she heard me complain about these TVs, because it was more of a space issue for me, because you just couldn't move the thing, yeah. you know, and, and they had a, like, a, a swivel thing. But then it, I was like, afraid I was going to fall off the thing yeah, on top of so Ferris. Heavy. So yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I still have a couple, there's a couple of t- uh, TVs in this house that have tubes in them. Um, but all ours are except Max. Within the next year, I want all my televisions replaced with flat screens. However, it comes to the point where it's like, how can you throw away a TV? I feel like if it works, if yeah, it works. How yeah. Can you get well, this is why. It? I mean, it I've got, crazy. believe it or not, a Fisher television. Who knew Fisher made televisions? That I've had this television now. It's going on twenty years. Right, but it's right. How do you throw away a good and TV? And I yeah. just, I, you know, it looks good. It's in the, working. you know, it's in a entertainment center in the Donate kitchen. Donate it. There's someone out there who needs a TV. But yeah, still, but it's a waste of money. Well, yeah. As long as you've got the TV and it's working good. That's like the, yeah. you know, 50-inch dinosaur in my living room weighs three tons. As long as it's working, I'm keeping it. But the minute it goes, then we will go flat screen. Right. Right. As now we all sit in Max's room when he's not there and watch his flat screen. <laughs> <laughs> so... What was the original question? <laughs> so it was about the iPad. 
Why can't? Why, Apparently, why, yeah, this is Wi-Fi. This is short attention span theater at this table. What's his name? Yeah, again? Steve. Steve. I, I threw us onto that. Why can't Steve from the UK have his SIM card delivered to the guy in Australia? Huh? Well, aren't they like neighbors? Oh. Or why can't he have it delivered to? Actually, here. I was going to say, say that. I mean, if you really wanted to to do it, have it delivered to the resort. Yeah. In your name. Yep. Uh, I think it's more the billing issue that he's got to create an account with AT and T. Oh, yeah. oh, it wouldn't want to get past his address. Under, I was under the impression it wouldn't deliver. They would, no, I think they. Don't, I don't think they're going to let you set up an account with just a SIM card either. To be perfectly honest, and with I you. live at Disney. Please send it there. I, I think you're going to have to have. They're going to want you to have. But AT and T. AT and T has the pay go, uh, pay as you go accounts. So I don't see any reason why he couldn't go into an AT and T retail store. And just get a pay-as-you-go account, and I don't know. I Again, I've never done it. We have the corporate account with AT&T. Um, Wait a minute. A- iPad is Apple, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not... Okay, so, I'm just talking this through. Don't you have it in your lap? I, no, it's over on the floor. But, okay, but it's not exclusive to AT&T. Yes. yes. Yes, it is. AT&T, if you want the 3G service, if you want to use the 3G service, you need to go through AT&T for that. That's the only company offering it. And so it's not, you're going to sign a contract. It's no contract. Right. Like it's a month-to-month month, month month thing that you, that you sign up for. And you for. don't need it to work your iPad. You can go to a Wi-Fi spot and still use your iPad. Correct. Or use other stuff on Although it. Although those are extremely limited at Disney World. And as we right. said, you, you pay for it. Uh, you pay, I think it's $10 for the day for resort guests or something like that. I don't that. know about you, Kathy, but aren't you glad you're iPadless? <laughs> All these yes. I'll say that a month from now. Yeah. I, I don't want one. I don't want one. I don't need one. And if, if you bought me one, it would just sit. Doubt it. You said the same thing about the iPhone. Yep. I'm well, telling that's you. that's a phone. It's, <laughs> no, but this it's a is different. For you. <laughs> this is different. I, I'm telling you, it really, it, uh, I'm not just, I'm not just being a fanboy. You'll, you'll find I feel like it's just going to take up more time away from uh, things you, that I should be doing. You said the same thing about Facebook. You said the same thing about the Those iPhone. Those are true. You I love just, them all. I just know. I felt lacking the other day. I was out to lunch with Pete and Walter and we it used to be we'd all sit down and get out our iPhones and you know while we're waiting for our food and I was well, then why aren't my, you, but see that's my whole point why aren't you talking to each other that's why you go to lunch together they instead do. everybody's they, like they, this they, ooh let me I, just look at my phone I talk to them when I'm here nah. <laughs> they all go out to lunch and they text each other lol well, they were making notes and stuff, and I had my little piece of scratch paper and my pencil. Making oh, Lord. This is, this is like trying to keep a runaway train on the track. All right. Well, thank you very much, Steve, for calling in. Corey. Oh, this comes from Rich. I'm looking at getting a waterproof camera to bring with us on an upcoming trip to the world. I'm just wondering, are you allowed to use them in the pool and water parks? I know it's an odd question, but over here in the U.K., we are not allowed to use them in public pools, etc. That's probably a good rule. Why? Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe if they, set, maybe if they set that rule of typhoon, you Privacy, know, people taking inappropriate photos pictures. of young children in their swimsuits. It's not an issue here. You know, I have a I have an underwater camera case that I put around my uh, point and shoot, and but we usually take photos of us. You know, your kids. Well, that's, that's what yeah. most people do. do. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be but I, I think that's why they have the rule in the UK. I assume. Well, apparently, there must be a lot of those type of people over in the UK, and you know. <laughs> Taking their nasty underwater butt Donny, shots of people. There are nasty Donny Diddle they do videos. All wear speedos, don't they? <laughs> well, that's the reason. Okay. That's the reason for the law because they don't want people seeing them in their their business, their uh, banana hammocks. It's not an issue here, 
for the. Uh, it's an issue for me. I'm not the one making fun of the UK. <laughs> no, for the, uh, I love the, I love the Brits. No, I'm saying it's an issue for me because Corey likes to take photos of me under the water. <laughs> well, I, love, I, know, I love the Brits, but they have to stop with the speedos. <laughs> they have to stop unless you have a body to pull it off. Leave the speedos at home. Yeah, what's the deal with that? I have so, no idea. Yeah. Maybe one of our British listeners can enlighten us as to why you people are so. And they're not like insistent they're, they're on wearing those because it really is disturbing to us. We like have <laughs> trauma and we need like therapy wow. uh, after we see this. They like to show off their twigs and branches. <laughs> Just leave them alone. Twigs and berries. Twigs, twigs and, and branches. Twigs and branches. <laughs> Curtains mashed to drapes. <laughs> twigs and branches. <laughs> <laughs> deformities? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> what kind of deformities do these people have? <laughs> oh, 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 train wreck, train wreck, train wreck. Um, I uh, yeah. I, is there any rules about? I know that Not they don't that, want no. you. I know that they don't want you bringing um, like waterproof video cameras or things like that on slides. Or on any of the thrill rides. That's just to keep uh, because safe. if you right exactly it's a safety issue. But outside of that, I haven't heard of any. I always no? see people with underwater cameras. We use ours. I mean, I've never been. T- we've never been told you can't have that here. Right. I know from working at the water park, they never told us. Okay, if you see somebody with a waterproof camera, stop them. I'm sure if I saw somebody with like a huge professional underwater oh, camera, they're holding kids down to take pictures. <laughs> Interesting. You never thought that would... So in the UK, they can't do it. So they yep. can't get a SIM card and they can't have a water <laughs> Really? That's the deal. It's like Russia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who else, has a, who else has an email they'd like to read? I do. I do. Oh, Ed, oh, go ahead, Walter. Ed, Walter. He's like kneeling on the floor over there. Okay, question. The person says, I love the show every week and enjoy hearing everyone's opinion on Disney and Orlando. I have a question regarding the only reason I'm bringing up Halloween Horror Night because it is a big event. It's considered one of the top Halloween events in the country. So I'm going to answer one question about Halloween Horror Nights. I have a question about Halloween Horror Nights and their confusing ticket options. Oh. <laughs> what U- was that? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Was that part of the email? Or was that oh, justification for reading it? Oh, yeah, he was clarifying why he was talking about Universal. Oh, and, uh, I thought it was part oh, of the I email. Thought the person was, yeah, I'm, I'm like. Okay, I, ask I the question. I understood exactly what you meant, Walter. Well, no, because usually. Oh, the genius. Or though, you know, we do need emails for the Universal show. Right, right, right. But this, uh, okay. Again, anyway. Okay. I'll just read it again. <laughs> this is why I'm going to do it. Go ahead. Okay. The question is, um, I have a question regarding Halloween Horror Nights and their confusing ticket options. Being from the UK, I've already bought my park tickets for my two-week holiday. From the information I pieced together uh, from Universal Boards, I can't buy a Stay and Scream ticket because I already bought my tickets. That is incorrect. If you... You have to buy a park ticket to buy the stay and screen. That's correct. Because you've got to be there to stay. So all you got to do is just go to uh, customer The problem service. is, yeah, you've got to go to customer service because if you try going to the website and buying the Universal website and buying the Halloween Horror Nights tickets, if you're, well, if, yeah, if you're not buying it, in con- unless you're an annual pass holder, unless you're buying it in conjunction with a regular ticket, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, check for the ticket, the admission ticket, when you get in. But, you know... Sometimes people have already bought their tickets and want to buy this extra, and 
But then again, virtually every decision Universal makes right now is somewhere north of stupid. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. So you have your ticket. You would just take it to customer service, and you can upgrade to a stay and scream. So that should not be a problem. Um, the, the second thing, she said, is it worth buying the frequent fear pass? We've been, or they're going to be there for two weeks. And it says we're not sure we're going to actually like Halloween Horror Night enough to go multiple times. Well, that's the whole point. So if you think it's something you're going to like, I would do it. Because you get like 14 nights for the price of one. The only thing is you don't get Fridays or Saturday nights. You get Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Sunday through Thursday, yeah. Yes. Whatever days it's running, Sunday through it's Thursday. It's probably better, though. I mean, if you're, if you're on vacation, I mean, what's a Saturday or Friday to you? But if you're local, you're probably going to end up going to Halloween Horror Nights that night since you have to work Monday through Friday. And also, it's going to be a lot more enjoyable on a Wednesday, Thursday, or Sunday anyway. It's not going to be nearly as uh, crowded, I wouldn't think. Um, I'm totally confused. What do you mean? So, he's got his park tickets. Yes, and he wants to add on stay and screen. Stay and screen. Yes. <laughs> okay. So he would go to customer service and upgrade that to stay and screen. When he gets there for that day. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Right. You have to be there. Or otherwise you can't stay. Or screen. Okay, I understand now. Yeah, so if you're not going to go on the weekend, uh, the um, frequent fear pass might be a good idea. It also says... Will it be safe? I have two 20-something-year-old girls. I'm a little nervous about all the drunken people I've heard about during the Universal Halloween Horror Nights. There's a lot of people drinking. I certainly have never felt yes. No, I, I've taken Grace, and she was... Yeah, it's never been... No. no. It's not like lecturous drunk people. I mean, there's... No. There's I mean, not going to be any they groping. They do push or, alcohol, though, a lot. They do. They do. drunk people, don't get me wrong, but they're not... But don't they have metal detectors that you have to go through? Yes, they did last time. But, you know, it wasn't any... I mean, we didn't walk out there with Grace saying, oh, my gosh, look at all you the drunk know, people. It was just like, look at all... It was a big party. You yeah. still feel safe. Yeah, we yeah, felt yeah, very we safe. unsafe. And if sure. they're 20-something, that's... I mean, you know... Right. They Hopefully have they're, they're capable of defending themselves. <laughs> well, Max had a chain on his wallet, and we had to get rid of that because he couldn't bring in a metal chain. Oh, it was considered a weapon, huh? Yeah. So we could not bring that Or in. tacky attire. <laughs> it was kind of fashion. No costumes. Okay, and that was by uh, Louise. Little no- L- Little's Noodles on the boards. <laughs> Little's Noodles? That's cute. That's so cute. What was it? Little noodles. Noodles, noodles. Oh, little. I thought it was little little no. noodles. No, noodles with uh, noodles with an L. Oh, cool. From the UK. All right. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I do now. All right, Jules. Mine's from Cheryl in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Am I saying that correctly? Absolutely. I know how you New Englanders mispronounce your cities. Oh. We. <laughs> Is New Jersey New England? Huh. New Jersey considered New England, <laughs> and we pronounce our own city. Is New Jersey I'm saying, considered like, never, New England? There's n- never a city. Sometimes you look at it, and that's not the way you say it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, no, New Jersey is not New England. Well, that's what she said. New England. I thought that's not right. No, New Jersey is not New England. It's not. No, no. New not? England because New England is Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Vermont, Maine, Connecticut. Maine? No, not Connecticut. Connecticut's not New England. But it's oh. all the northern northern states. New York would be, Upper northern. Would be New York and New Jersey. No, no. That's, <laughs> That's called the mid. Those those are called the mid Atlantic states. Consider the mid Atlantic states. 
people okay. from New England send your emails to Julie. <laughs> really? New York's not a new a mid Atlantic right, state. What do they want to know, Julie? Cool. Okay, I've, well, geography I've later. Heard that New York, New Jersey, uh, uh, Maryland, Virginia, that whole area was considered the mid Atlantic. Okay. Up to up to the Mason Dixon line. Let's check the wall, man. And then you go into the south. <laughs> yeah, where it's our Okay, geography with Pete. We were arriving in Florida on November twenty fifth at approximately eleven AM and we south. Yeah. And we have tickets <laughs> for Cirque du Soleil at downtown Disney at nine PM. Is there a way to get a cab at that time to go to Discovery Cove and do the Indolf- the do and do the dolphin encounter? Were you going to say the endolphins? <laughs> and do the dolphin decounter? And then Benny, I was just going to say how how postcards from the edge. I do it for the endolphins. My daughter loves dolphins, and this would really make a special treat for her. I read that email like three times, and I wanted to know: Does she want to go to swim with the dolphins? At nine o'clock? No, no, no. no She's saying she would like to go meet as soon as they get here, like okay. from the airport, go to Discovery Cove, and be able to make it to their nine o'clock Cirque du Soleil show. That's what, what I understood. That's yeah, why I, I understood. I understood that too. Yeah, you can you can take a cab pretty much any place you want to go. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Well, how long is the in dolphin encounter? It's all day. <laughs> You can be you can be there as long as you're excited. You can be there as long as you want, but I mean, normally you go there at like seven or eight in the morning. Right, you spend the whole and day you there. spend the whole day. But I mean, they could arrive later and do the dolphin encounter and have a little mini encounter. Yeah, be a, like it basically be a mini encounter. Sounds like it financially wouldn't be worth. it. I agree, but I think that's what I was going to say that they should plan this for a different day because you're really you know shortchanging yourself by not getting there until twelve, maybe even one o'clock. You'll miss lunch. You're going to miss lunch. You're going to miss when they assign time for the endolphin encounter. So I cannot say that. <laughs> oh, what is going on with this show today? <laughs> this show is out of control. I want you guys that I love endolphins. The endolphins are so pretty. <laughs> so anyway, I would swim with the dolphins another day. Oh. Because by the, also by the time you get down to where the cabs are, you have to wait in line for your cab. This is also Thanksgiving week. I would imagine that might be a longer line. And you don't want to go to Cirque du Soleil wet. Really. <laughs> or stinky. Because you're going to be in that reef and everything. So I would say maybe plan it for the next day. You know, you get up early, you head over there, you do spend your whole day and make it really special for her instead of making it very stressful for both of you. And what yeah. kind of encounter? A dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> like a dolphin bed. It's like a... It's hard to say dolphin encounter. It is? I think I just kept getting the words mixed together. Okay. I know. (laughs) Dolphin is such a tough word. (laughs) The English language is so hard. It is the hardest language to learn. But you were born here, dear. (laughs) You were born here. This is what it's like on the other side. Let me look. I'm ready. There's two (laughs) again. All right. Well, thank you for that, Julie. Uh, we have a video, a uh, video question that I'm going to come to you. I've been ready every time. All right. You're next. I promise. I promise. But I those glasses go on and off and not on and until, off. Not until after we, we hear John Gibson's video question that he recorded while he was walking around his neighborhood. So here's John. Hi, team. It's John Gibson from Normal, Illinois. I'm on a walk, a walk right now, so uh, uh, disregard the uh, swaying on the video here. 
question for you. I'm going to be in the world, um, when is it, September 26th through October 1st, and Monday Night Football is Bears versus the Packers while we're there, and uh, want to know a place that we can go, my father and I, to watch the game. Um, I think that's on the 27th. We'll be staying at the Boardwalk. And uh, I know there's an ESPN club there, but I've tried that before, and it can be uh, quite crowded. And they had pricing um, uh, requirements per table or ordering requirements per hour per table. At least they did at the one in California at Disneyland. So anyway, any advice you could give me on small out-of-the-way places in the Boardwalk area or Epcot? where uh, we could watch the game. We will have park hoppers so we can get into Epcot if we need to. Um, and drink maybe a couple uh, beers while we're, while we're there. Uh, that'd be great. Thanks a lot. Johnny Gibb on the boards. Bye. Well, thank you, John. Um, there are three gay men and two women at the table. So, Corey, what's the answer? <laughs> I've never been to the ESPN zone um, at the boardwalk. I've never been there, but, you know... You I can, believe there are minimums in terms of, like, food yeah. and drink. Um, well, because football games are for, like, freaking five hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, I doubt they would have that on a Monday night football, though. I mean, maybe on a Sunday when you have several games being played all in one day. But, you know, where Monday night, there's only that one game. I would suggest, you know, maybe going off Disney property and going to the Ale House. Exactly. You're not yeah. going to have exactly better... exactly what I was going to say. You're going to have better prices. You're going to have... Tons and tons of big, big screen TVs, and you'll have probably a lot of and you can't watch fellow fans. Yeah, and there is an alehouse within ca- reasonable cab distance. Oh yeah, it's right there by uh, Hotel Plaza Boulevard around that area. Right. Five thirty-five. So yeah, so you're not far because no. um, that's what I was going to suggest. But then again, you know, how about the cafe over at Wide World of Sports? I know they've changed that, and they've got big screen TVs in there. You know, I, I don't know. For there me, probably won't be anybody else there. Yeah, for me, I feel like I'll be watching <laughs> football by myself. Might as well watch in your hotel room. Really? Yeah, I mean, if you want to go out and watch it in a bar, I think the Ale House. <laughs> like looking to high five somebody and there's no yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> this is your server. <laughs> um, I think the Ale House. That's a good. That's a good suggestion. You'll find a lot of fellow. See a lot of fellow fans there too. And this way you can, you know... Go to the gas station by the boardwalk and go sit on the bed in the hotel room. And the prices are really reasonable for food and drinks. Oh, you're so fun, Kevin. <laughs> Get your snacks and go back to your room. <laughs> well, I think part like of it is wanting to have that... I think part of it is wanting to have that experience of going someplace, yeah. watching it with other people, and, um, you know, having that whole... I, I don't. Under, I don't understand it's that. I mean, it's a whole heterosexual thing, but... I mean, of course, ESPN Zone is going to be more convenient... You know where you're staying, but I, if they're they're going to have minimums, and you need to spend this much to watch the game here, I don't know about that. Well, if this is on Monday Night Football, any of the bars that have a television would probably put it on, right? right. They usually do. It's almost, it really depends on the atmosphere you're used to and you want to be in. I like a large atmosphere, of, you know, crowds and yeah. high fives. Plenty of testosterone, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> The air is thick with it, yeah. No one ever writes in and said, where's a really good place to watch the Oscars? <laughs> really? It's not fair. <laughs> they did that, actually, at Downtown Disney one night at the, at the movie theater. You had to pay to do it, 
and we went to it. That'd be a cool place to go see and have an Oscar party. They did. They took over the biggest theater, and you had to pay. And there were um, the little rotunda area that was closest to Virgin Megastore. They had food stations set up, and there were drink stations. And I think it was $75 a person. But it was food and drink all night. It was fun. That's cool. I know. Where now that's that? that's more my alley. Where we go watch the Oscars. I mean, I can help you out, but football, like I said, at this table, <laughs> Corey, it's all yours. <laughs> well, thank you very much for sending that in, John. Kevin, I know you have an email you've been dying I've to read. Lost interest. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Uh, this is from Holly from Jeffersonville, Indiana. Did I say that right, Julie? I don't know. Oh, is that a New Jeffersonville? <laughs> Hello, I just wanted to let you all know that a rumor I recently heard while on vacation in Las Vegas. A casino employee told me that Disney and Universal are teaming together to build a water park in Las Vegas at the end of the Strip. The casino worker stated that Disney would be operating the water portion and that apparently Universal would be operating a casino area attached to the water park. I really want to go. (laughs) This is imaginary land. (laughs) The casino worker stated that the water park was already in the process of being built and that it would be open sometime in 2012. Holly. This would have leaked already. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that I just don't believe this to be true. And all the water will be chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to go. Yeah, this is, you know, your casino worker was on crack. Yeah. akin to the, the, the Disney bus driver rumors. The bus driver told me. Uh, I First of all, I don't see Disney and Universal teaming up. No. For anything. Uh, for anything. Although, you know, you got, you got to remember, out west, it's a much different scenario than yeah, it is. It's a different... It, they, they're not directly working on one project Can together. you picture Disney they running the water park attached to the Universal Casino? It's no. just... No. Gross. Yeah. With little Harry Potter dealers and stuff like that. <laughs> And sit at the craps table and drink butterbeer. <laughs> That's Holly, I, better. <laughs> really. I just don't I don't see this as being true. No, neither do I. And that that's that's what you were waiting for. That was the email you were on the edge of your seat. I was just being dramatic. Okay. Because we don't do that. No drama here. This is a drama free zone. <laughs> you need, that, you need a sign that says that somewhere. <laughs> All right, thank you, Kevin. Who else has an email they'd like to read? Would you like to go to a microphone? And then he sits in. Well, he sits cross-legged on the floor from the audience. (laughs) Walter, why are you reading this? Now he's now he's sitting facing the refrigerator. (laughs) Sitting with his back to us. It's very Blair Witch. It is. (laughs) (laughs) I have no word for this email. Hold on. He just do a cartwheel. (laughs) Are you in the right spot? This was from Mindy Zimmerman. She I, said, I really love listening to this show. Some weeks, it gets me through work. That's been really stressful. She's an MRI tech. Uh, maybe one day she can be a cast member when she retires. Anyway, my question is this. What do you think about horseback riding experiences at Disney? Are they worth <laughs> doing in regard to cost and time? Where can you do them? We've been coming for uh, to Walt Disney World for a decade now, and we're always looking for new adventures. And the kids are now 12 and 16, so they will be old enough. We usually come down around late May or early June, so it's going to start getting hot. Any thoughts or reviews would be great. Thanks for all you do, Mindy. 
We've had a couple of questions about horseback riding. People wanting to know what it is. I love the one just behind the castle in Fantasyland. <laughs> I read that one the other day. I'd be willing to go do this with somebody. Yeah, take Grace. I like riding horses. Yeah. No, because I think one of us need to because I, I know a couple of uh, emails have come in. I also think it'd be really fun to see what happens. I'm allergic to horses. Yeah. What, where do you go when they head you off into the woods? What happens? Well, you know? Because they have that one at Fort Wilderness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have them in a couple of places, so I think we do need to check that out. So I definitely. I want I want Walter to do it with a, a cowboy hat with a with a cam, with a cam camera attached to it. Okay. Oh, a fear factor, where the camera's like right on your face, <laughs> the one with the camera that hangs over in your face. Why don't I'll go with you, Walter? Okay, Me and you and Grace can go. We'll plan it, yeah. Because I really do want to do this, and I also want to do it now. Because if I were to do it myself, I would do it in the winter, and something that's enjoyable when it's cold here. Yeah, it'll be the same. So we need to go when it's hot, right? So, so she would know what it's really what like. What to expect? Okay, so we're going to plan to do that soon, and we'll get back to you with the horseback riding experience. All right, cool. I'm sorry, I'm chewing on gummy bears. Somebody sent us sugar-free gummy bears, and they're really, really good. And I've demolished three-quarters of this bag <laughs> between the last two shows. Um, all right, we have another video that we're going to play. I just don't remember uh, who these people are or what their question was. So oh we'll all find out together <laughs> as soon as this loads. It's a weird show. It's like it is surprise. a weird show. Here we go. Hi, podcast team. I'm Rachel. And I'm Eleanor. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Tom Seinfeld. And we are planning our very first trip to the world, and we're super excited. The podcast has been really helpful in helping us plan. But we have a question for you, and it's about the child swap. We'll also be traveling with my husband, Rob, your dad. Uh, and Thomas is a little too short to go on all the rides. But I don't understand how it works. Do we go to the... 40 inches. I know, you're 40 inches, but some of the rides are... You have to be even <laughs> um, do we go to the regular line? Do we go to the fast pass line? Go to the fast pass line? Do we both have to have fast passes? All of these are things that we don't really understand. So any light you could shut on it would be greatly appreciated. And thanks for all that you guys do. It's been very helpful. So, Bye. Well, thank you for sending that in. That's a cute video. Um, as far as child swap is concerned, uh, you can—I mean—you can only use the fast pass line if, in fact, everybody who's riding the ride has a fast pass. Obviously, I don't think your child that you're swapping needs a fast pass, but uh, otherwise, you use the regular line. As soon as you get up to the ride, to the p- part where they're going to load you on, you tell them that uh, we're doing a child swap, and they. They, they handle it from there. It's really very, very simple. Done all the time. One of you will stay with your son while uh, the other one of you and your daughter ride the ride. The good thing for your daughter is she gets to ride it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't allow you to bypass the line. It no. only it allows you to not wait in the line twice. Twice, exactly. Exactly. Still got to wait your turn. So you all get in the regular line, unless mm-hmm. you have a fast pass. Correct. You go through the line as a group. Mm-hmm. When you get to the end... The there's a waiting child. area. There's a waiting right. area where one okay. parent can take the child who can't ride and wait, while the other parent and the other child go on the ride. Ride comes back. The parent, other parent, gets off, takes care of the kid that can't ride. The other parent gets on, rides again. So, like I said, in this case, her daughter gets to ride twice. And there's a nice little waiting room, usually a little. Usually, yeah. Little room. There's a waiting area at area. the very least, if mm-hmm. it's not a room. 
So, uh, yeah, you can use either FastPass or the regular line, but keep in mind that if you are using the FastPass line, everybody's got to have a FastPass. That uh, the FastPass line is not there as any special way to bypass the the regular queue uh, just because you're child swapping. So uh, that's the best way to do it, and uh, it really is a great great way when you have a child who's 40 inches and wants to ride Splash Poor Mountain. Poor little guy, but I'm 40 inches. I know, I know. Isn't that cute? <laughs> and uh, any of these videos that we are putting up uh, will all get the opportunity to pick a number. Uh, Julie will be in touch with you for that. And uh, we are uh, we're going to be we stage these on the site so you can uh, watch the videos, podcast.wwinfo.com. You'll find the link there. But it's becoming a trend for people not to leave any sort of contact information. Yeah, I'll have to forward you. Yeah, yeah. we have to make sure with the videos, you got to give us your contact information as well. All right, who else has an email they'd like to read? I do. Kathy? This is from Lori. Her name is Minnie Lore on the Diz. Hey, all. I'm taking a solo trip to Walt Disney World and would like to bring back some non-refrigerated snacks to my family. All of the items have icing either on top or between layers. I have seen some posts from people that have brought food items back from Disney World or other destinations in their carry-on bags on their flight home. I didn't think TSA allowed any squishy non-foods like toothpaste, lotion, lip gloss, or food items like pudding, peanut butter, etc. From what I understand, I can't have my gel shoe inserts in my carry-on, but somehow it's okay to have non-solid food items. Thanks for the input and help. Well, the the... The general guideline is is if you take it out of its package and it holds its shape, you're pretty much okay. Um, food items, it's basically going to depend on the TSA agent that you get. And usually, you know, I mean, five people ahead of you could go through with it, and if the guy's in the mood that day, basically you want to be invisible when you go through TSA. And if you've got, like, snacks or something, it's probably, if you're going to eat them. That's a wonderful tip for terrorists. (laughs) If you're going to eat them on the plane, then you're going to sort of be at at their mercy, you know. They might let you go through. If you've got them in your care, I mean, if you've got them in your check luggage, they're probably going to be okay. They're probably going to be squashed or, you know. What was it now she was bringing? She wants to bring some kind of um, snack items that would have... Icing either on top or between the layers. If it's in a sealed package, yeah, a lot of times you're I'll, fine. Yeah, with it, if it's sealed, it versus a baggie with, you right. know, unknown filled donuts. Where does she live? Something. She didn't say where she lived. Don't they have cupcakes where you live? You gotta bring cupcakes back from Walt Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> they're special. Are they special cupcakes. But won't let her bring her jello. Shoes through, but they'll let you eat your gel shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's. Oh, it's, 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 it's a snack. <laughs> yeah, she was reading that. Julie's over here. Carry your gel shoes on and put your put, put the uh, cupcakes in your shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or apparently in Texas, I was we were in chat the other night, and they have a cupcake truck that comes around. Oh, really? Like the Schwan Man. No, like it's like a food cart kind of thing. And they oh, go that's to the what I'm cup- saying. Like, like the swan coach? man comes to your yeah. house. But with cupcakes. 
Don't sounds... sit there judging me. <laughs> that sounds You wonderful. know you'd be out there with me. It does. <laughs> the gummy bear truck is coming. Okay. You're sitting there all judgmental. I can slap, I can slap a little cupcake on the side of my car. Uh, but Kevin, man. I can come ride by your house with some cupcakes in the back seat if you'd like. You would still get business from us. <laughs> Pete, get out of the way. The cupcake truck's coming. I'm first. <laughs> get your dollar and hit out. I think I'd charge more than a dollar if we need to. Oh, that's God cool, in heaven. I read a thing online the other day about wise parents tell their kids, and one lady wrote about food, and one lady wrote it and said her mother convinced her that when the ice cream man rang his bell that Minnie was out of ice cream. <laughs> That's pretty good. I hate ice cream, man. We have one that comes to our neighborhood. And the minute we walk it's out our with our no, money, yeah. they pick up and drive away. Well, one? isn't it like a not nice looking van with like a big sticker on the side and the guy looks kind of shady like driving it? No, this is we have a pretty nice looking one, but oh, he won't ever not stop. the one that comes to our neighborhood. <laughs> we have one that his horn or whatever is he moves. Like a cow? <laughs> and we have fields in the back of our house. That's going to make me the feel driver. good. The driver moves or the horn moves? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he calls. There like you go, chubby. Here I am. <laughs> Here's your rocket party effect, cow. <laughs> Rocket bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm headed to your neighborhood, guys, with cupcakes. Right by. Like, I'm like shopping at Publix and making pig like noises. <laughs> we we all <only> home. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, oh man. Oh, John, John. Oh my God. Here's your rocket bar, you fat cow. <laughs> Oh, Lord in heaven. What did that have to do with... Okay, never mind. It was the email. Where did we go to there? Okay, okay. We got we to gotta, we gotta bring this show to a close. If our listeners had a webcam to see this. Oh, my Lord. Every time, oh, I, every time, every time I start seriously thinking about broadcasting the show, live video, then we have a show like this, and it's like, no. Like, we're not going to be... Gum- Nobody's going to eat a gummy bear on camera. Yeah. Yeah, really? These people would sit and be counting. He's had 74 gummy bears. <laughs> 20 minutes. Look at him shoveling them in. He's eating gummy bears and drinking Diet Coke. What's wrong with him? <laughs> oh, oh. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Kathy. That was a very entertaining email. Um, our last. It really year. wasn't. We made it entertaining. <laughs> it became entertaining. <laughs> oh. We need to get out more. <laughs> all right. And our final voicemail for the week. Uh, is a question on Tables in Wonderland and the Disney dining plan. So, and I forgot who sent it. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's just been that kind of day. So, here we go. Hi, podcast crew. This is Liz Anderson from Centerville, Virginia. My week girls on the boards. I'm calling with a bit of a trip experience report as opposed to a full-on review, but I thought this was kind of interesting. My husband and I took a trip recently, end of July, beginning of August, down to Disney World uh, without our kids to celebrate my birthday. We stayed at the Boardwalk Inn, and we went on the deluxe dining plan, and because this is the second of three trips this year, my husband and I had bought ourselves annual passes for our earlier trip in May. 
So we arrived, we had some wonderful ADRs set up, and we had decided that we were going to buy into Tables in Wonderland because we have the annual passes and we can, and we'll be back for food and wine in November um, for the end of the festival without a dining plan. And we were curious about how um, how the Tables in Wonderland card would work alongside the dining plan. No one seemed to be able to give us a straight answer on this ahead of time, although we read everything ranging from, sure, it's no problem, to, well, you're really not supposed to do that. And we thought, well, we're going to use it in November anyway. Let's just pick it up and we'll see what happens, because we thought it would be really nice to be able to apply the Tables in Wonderland card to our non-dining plan expenses. So here's what happened first night we went to Flying Fish and we were staying at the Boardwalk Inn, so nice and close. One of our favorite places. Our server told us that he was that it was not actually allowed to use Tables in Wonderland when you're also on the dining plan, but that he was going to do it for us anyway. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Okay. Next night, Citricos, our first time there, and what an incredible meal we had. We will definitely be going to Citricos. Our server said that shouldn't be a problem when we asked about Tables in Wonderland and the dining plan, and it wasn't rang through just fine. Then we went to Yachtsman the next night and California Grill the night after that. We were definitely eating well on this trip. In both cases, the servers, when asked about Tables in Wonderland alongside the deluxe dining plan, said absolutely no problem. So we ended up putting our wine on the Tables in Wonderland discount, everything else going against the deluxe dining plan. And in each case, we got the 20% off of our wine, and the gratuity was charged on just the wine portion. So it got a little complicated because we then had to write in and charge our gratuity for the meal portion, but the included gratuity for the wine was right there, and we really didn't have a problem with that at all. The service was great across the board. So that's our story. I thought it was interesting. It does seem um, the Tables in Wonderland, because it's sold at guest services and not part of the um, the restaurant resort area, they couldn't tell us for sure whether this was allowed or not. And, um, and we did get a little bit of conflicting information, but in the end, we certainly saved some money. We figured that uh, for those uh, bottles of wine we had on this trip, we've already more than half paid for this card. And when we go back in November, oh, we're going to do some serious damage with it then. So thanks for everything you guys do. I hope this uh, helps some other people who might be considering the same deal. And take care. Bye-bye. Well, thank you very much for that, Liz. I'm sorry if I could be heard laughing. It was not you. It was John's. Here's your rocking party, fat cow. <laughs> um, uh, there is absolutely no reason why uh, your Tables in Wonderland card should not work, irrespective of whether you have the dining plan or anything else. Any food or alcohol you purchase at a table service restaurant, uh, at any participating restaurant, meaning basically any one that's owned by Disney or operated by Disney, uh, should be honoring that card. So The issue becomes you can't. If you're on the dining plan and they add items to your dining plan receipt, they can't key in both the dining plan and the table. Right, they got to ring them up separately. Right, so just make sure you have you tell them I'm paying for this separate. We're doing this on the dining plan because, like, when you went and had your stuff, your mm-hmm. extra stuff, they just added it to your receipt with the dining plan on it, right? Right. They first gave me one receipt with everything on it, and then it was like separated, and you know they brought me. Then they took my uh, dining plan card and come back with the two receipts. To show me the zero balance that the card took care of, and then what I owed. Right. So, yeah, but there should be no other uh, outside of that 
process. There should be no problem using your Tables in Wonderland card alongside your your Disney dining plan. So thank you for that. Liz, thank you, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. I certainly had an enjoyable time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that will do it for us this week. We will be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>